What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Real Impact. Got a great guest for you guys today, uh, Josh Chan. So uh, let's dive in. All right, Josh, what's going on, man? What's going on, bro? That's a badass intro. <laughs> I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, well, cool, man. Yeah, let's just start off, man. Just uh, you know, tell everybody who you are. All right, who is who is Josh Chan? <laughs> hey, my name is Josh Chan. I'm the uh, I'm one of the founders of KindGiftTracing.com. I started off as a wholesaler and then built a multi-million dollar data company. Data is king, right? Yep. <laughs> man, so yeah, I mean, let's let's dive into that, man. Like, let's unpack that. So, you say you started off as a wholesaler, right? Yeah. When, um, you know, when was that? I got started in wholesaling in 2016. Okay. I did about like 120 my first year, 260 the next year, about 460 the next year, and then 800,000 the next year after that. Okay, so you were in wholesaling for what? Probably a good like four years, give or yeah, take. Yeah, so I did it for about four years, and then um, I learned that I could impact the most amount of people through data. Okay. the one I wasn't a good wholesaler, but the one thing I was good at was lead generation. Okay. Because in our business, man, we were generating about like nine hundred leads a month, and you know we we, we were making yeah, six that's pretty good. <laughs> we're saying like some people told me, dude, if we we're making. <laughs> yeah. Not 900 uh, leads a month, we'd probably be doing like like a million a month or something. Like, I was like, that's freaking crazy. Yeah. You know? I was like, we're that bad. We're <laughs> <laughs> not bad at closing. <laughs> we're bad at closing. That's crazy, man. Okay, so so you started back in 2016, right? That's, I mean, now it's what, six years ago, right? It's, that's crazy. Um, what, what was it that like, got you started and what were you doing before like you got into wholesaling oh uh, dude I, I was a uh, broke college student wanted to drop <laughs> out of college and then uh, my mentor was a guy named jalen white this guy with the same age as me had a white lamborghini i was like like he, he had like six figures in the bank too and yeah. then I'm like, man you know uh that would be a nice lifestyle yeah. And so I started asking him if he could like uh, mentor me. Took about twelve times of asking. Eventually, he said yes. And then that's kind of like it's the right people in your life. Like, and I'm not a big believer in mentorships in the beginning mm -hmm. because, like, I think people got to prove it to themselves to themselves that mm -hmm. they could do a lot without a mentor, right? Because if you're able, if you're able to help yourself, then like the mentor, I I think the mentor comes if you put them if you put yourself right in front of them, right? So. Right. I think that's what it comes down to. No, I mean, I, I agree with you on that one, man. Like, I think I think a lot of people like I think a lot of people do a disservice to themselves. Right. By, you know, trying to hire a mentor like right off the bat, like um, thinking it's like a shortcut and everything like that. I mean, to be honest, like the way I look at it is like, you know, a mentor is really just going to pour gasoline on the fire. Right. But you, you got to start the fire first, you know, and and that's like that's the way I look at it, too, is you know, I think the mentorship is, is great and I'm not knocking at all. Like I'm a firm believer, like, you know, they like mentors are huge, right. Especially when it comes like breaking ceilings or, 
you know, getting past like different roadblocks or hurdles in business, but, or even in life. Right. But I feel like, especially like in business, like there's a huge misconception, like, Oh, I want to get started. I need to hire a mentor. You know, I need to drop, you know, 20, 30 grand on, you know, mom or grandma's credit card so I can get this guy to show me, you know, how to make 10, 20 grand a month. Right. Like <laughs> when you're the real deal yourself, you don't gotta pay a mentor. Like you just do deal with the mentor and then boom, you start making money together. Yeah. And I mean, I think there, you know, there's a time and place, I think, for paid education, right? And there's a time and place for, you know, paying to be in the right rooms or paying to be in the right seats, you know, like, you know, we were talking about earlier, like collective genius, you know, like being surrounded by, you know, people who are doing a lot more, you know. But again, you know, like we talked about earlier, it's it's about like timing, you know. If I was just getting into this and I was in collective genius and I was listening to some of the guys and the conversations they're having, dude, my head would explode. Like it's it's different, you know. Two, like two different conversations, right? Like, could you and I, we're hanging around people that are doing like 12 plus mil a year with private jets, like, you know, off screen, probably got like 200 or less followers on Instagram. Right. <laughs> and like, um, you know, like we, we talked about how like the same mindset that took you to go from zero to a mil, is going to be a different mindset that takes you from zero to three mil and from three mil to 12. Mm -hmm. And so it's all... Like I like a lot. I've noticed like a lot of like big guys out there. They get out of touch with reality. You yeah. know, like, you know like, we always try to stay in reality, right? Like, yeah. but, man, a lot of top guys. But we understand why. At the same time, it's like the level that they're dealing with things. You know, yeah. <laughs> like it, it's hard to stay like you know like authentic to things and like you know like see what's really going on the big picture and like be able to like you know enjoy life, enjoy happiness and yeah. And all no, that. I think that's huge. And I think, you know, I think they sell the dream more than they do the actual reality. Right. Uh, especially with like new people or like, you know, like people like yourself, right. You were a broke college kid, right. You saw the dude with a Lamborghini. You're like, dang, I want that. He didn't tell you what it took to get to that Lamborghini. Right. And especially, you know, when we're in those situations where it's like, you know, we, we want more and we think there's more, we want better. Right. Like, all we see is the end result, which is great, right? And it's attainable, but it's like we forget that there's a process to get there, you know? And I think that's a big, like, issue right now in, like, the whole guru world and everything is, like, people are selling the end dream. They're not selling. You, know, you got to fall in love with the process to get to that end dream, you know? And uh, I, think that's, I think that's huge, man. But... Let's get away from the guru stuff, right? Like we could, we could, we could sit there and talk about that for a whole, a whole episode, right? But uh, we're not gonna bore everybody with that. So, um, tell me a little bit, man. Like, um, you know, we've known each other for a little while, right? I've seen, you know, I've seen all the hairstyles, right? I've seen the 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 brown, I've seen the green, and now we got what is that blue? <laughs> yeah, we got a little blue hair going on. So what what's inspired the the color the colored hair, man? Dude, like I, I like the I like being like the actor, director, and like screenwriter of our own lives, right? Like you know, this is an avatar that I like. I, I want to freaking create. You know what I yeah. mean? Like whatever car people want to have, whatever house they have, you know. Like me and my wife, we're just big believers in like you know making whatever we want a reality, brother. Love it, man. Love it. So, 
let's uh let's go back now right we yep. got we kind of got the you know the mush and everything out of the way so let's go back now so you know 2016 you're in wholesaling you have a you know pretty a pretty good you know solid four years right yeah um, you know i don't think anybody would look at you know making 800 grand a year and be like yeah yeah that's that's not good you know um so what was it you know do you think that really like drove you to you know really get away from that yeah you know um so my mentor yeah, so I'm just trying to think like what I can say and what I can't say. Right. Yeah. 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 Obviously, you don't want to mentor your name. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't want to spill. You don't want to spill too many secrets, right? So, all right. So my mentor. Maybe we're gonna have to like beep out his name. That's fine. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. So, so, so my mentor, right? So, um, he was like, "Man, Josh, you're like you're saving a lot of money from wholesaling, like." you know, like at times they like start buying out businesses. And then I was like, you know, like, did you got, did you buy out any businesses? And like, he told me that he bought out like an email marketing company for like 150 grand cash. And then he made like $3 million from that investment. And then I was like, I have 300, I have 150 grand cash. Yeah. I was like, even if I walk away with 600,000, I'm like, I'm not even greedy. Yeah. I'd be happy. Yeah, that's that's right. a, that's an ROI and a half right there. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, a bunch of my uh, friends, like I, I, I've always hung out with, you know, wholesalers that done like $3 million plus in their businesses. Mm -hmm. um, and then like um, one of my friends was just like, oh, dude, you know, um, it seems like you're good at the data stuff. I happen to have like a data company that I'm looking to sell. So I, I bought out that, like my mindset was like, man, you know, like, here's an opportunity to buy out my mm -hmm. first business i don't know anything about data right and i bought out the data company for uh for my friend for sixty thousand. that's it 60 grand that's it year one it did four hundred and sixty thousand dollars. oh yeah so 600 customers in the crm i called all 600 customers one by one to take um, I, think, I think i was one of those by the way yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly right yeah, so yeah. I, just being like hey my name is john chan like you don't know who i am but you know i'm a wholesaler just like you and you know i was wondering if i could like hook you up with any list for direct mail list skip tracing stuff like that mm -hmm. like back then i didn't do skip tracing because there was no value there right because every like everybody was getting skip tracing at like idi for like eight cents a record and they would resell it at 15 cents a record i was like right. there's thousands of companies doing that but then that's where we met DOS because, you know, me and Hannah, we were running a list company, mm -hmm. right? Eventually we, we were selling like list source lists and all of that stuff. And then DOS was like, dude, you guys got to get into skip tracing. And then I was like, there's no value, right? Right. But DOS was just like for a million dollars. He's like, I'll put up 333,000. Hannah, you put up 333,000. Josh, you put up 300,000, 333,000. We can get the data at three cents a record and resell it at eight cents a record. And then, so that's pretty much what we did. Like, you know, and then mm -hmm. eventually over time, we, we put up $2 million total to get it below three cents a record. So everybody can have skip tracing. So everybody's like, why is the data so cheap? It, it's not cheap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You just that. bought it down. Yeah. You just bought it down. Exactly. Right. Okay. Awesome, man. Obviously, like you go from, you know, wholesaling to like data and skip tracing, right? Like which one of those was like 
more difficult for you to like wrap your head around, you know, because obviously they're like completely different, like businesses and like business models. And so like, which one of those was like more difficult to like really like grasp, you know, like. I'm a big believer, dude. If you can do a million dollars in one business, you can do millions of dollars in any business. But like, that's a beautiful thing about like wholesaling, right? Because you gotta, dude, pe- people don't realize that I still spend marketing money. <laughs> uh, yeah, of <laughs> I spent 45 grand a month marketing data. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but in order for me to learn how to do this, when I have my wholesale business, I was spending 15 grand a month marketing mm. the sellers, right? The right. only difference is I'm spending three times the money. That's right. it. And your target's different. Yeah, the, the target's different, but the confidence is there. Right. So what you're saying really is that the business models aren't too, too different. It's yeah, just a it, matter it, of, different yeah. whatsoever. Okay. I like it, man. So now, now we're in, right. Like kind skip tracing land and, you know, kind of like what's the business look like now for you guys. I know, you know, whenever we first linked up, it was like back in 2020, you know, I had just kind of gotten off the ground and just gotten started. Right. And, um, I think it was genius really kind of like what you did right with, um, the first like, like mastermind group that you kind of put together. Right. Um, which I think that's really how you kind of grew and correct me if I'm wrong, but like, that's really how you kind of grew like your first, like your big, like clientele base. Right. Like, so explain that like approach that you did. Cause like, that's how we met. Right. You reached out to me and know you from Adam. Right. And you were like, Hey, this is who I am. Come join this group, you know? So kind of like explain that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so like in Europe, I had a lot of free time and, you know, I wanted to like have a place where people that were actively doing deals like network could everything's always changing, right? Like what worked six months ago does not work today, right? right. Or what worked a year ago, like, you know, doesn't work today either, right? So like I, I wanted to have a group where I brought like a thousand of the best wholesalers people that did like two or three deals or more this year, right? Because if they did two or three deals last year, like really completely different, right? Right. So, um, so what I did was, you know, I told everybody, hey, send me your HUD, send me your, your checks. And then if you have like three or more HUD statements, you're, you're going to be within this free mastermind group that I created. I think we ended up getting like 250 people. And then from there, like I, I, I took like, I took 47 of those guys or like maybe like, you know, they introduced me to like, you know, somebody that they knew. Mm-hmm. And then nowadays, like, you know, I, I help a lot of their businesses scale to um, like two million a year, three million a year, five million a year. Uh, we got three clients doing between 12 to 15 million a year. And then we got, I would say we got 10 clients doing between five to seven million a year. And all of that just from a free mastermind all, all of that networking from a free mastermind because you know it, it builds a lot of credibility like man this guy is learning everything about everybody's businesses he sees the kpi systems and operations mm-hmm. of everybody's businesses um so like you know let's see what he like he can see within our business because i like whenever i'm looking at a report I see 10 different things that like nobody else sees right like i, yeah. I can look at a, a cold call report and then i'm like you know, like you'll, you'll probably like never hear like, you know, mm-hmm. what what I've seen, like, you know, within there, like from anybody. Yeah. 
Well, and it's, it, it shows too, like, especially like watching like your Instagram stories and stuff like that, you know, you're talking about all the different carriers and, you know, all like the cold, like the dialers and stuff like that. Right. Like that's stuff that like your average wholesaler, especially right. Or like, honestly, like your average business owner, isn't really going to know, you know, like that's a lot of stuff because like you're in data, right. That's what you do. So like, you're just like with wholesaling or just like with a lot of other businesses, right. Like it's constantly changing and evolving. Same thing with the data, right. It's always changing and evolving. And, you know, I think that's a big kicker too, is it's like, you're a specialist in your thing. Right. You, you know, what's funny often. So I, I got some clients, man. So like my biggest clients, they have between like 120,000 to 180,000 leads in their CRM. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they're like, man, dude, like, Hey Josh, can you help me out, man? I'm really struggling. Right. Like, you know, like yeah. last month we were, we brought in about like 6,000 leads. <laughs> yeah, it's low down. It. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's low down because before we were doing like 9,000 leads a month. Right. But then I meet other people that are just like, yeah, bro, we got a lot of leads in the CRM. We got about 600 lead producers, <laughs> like 600 leads a day. We're like, you know, yeah. we, we, <laughs> did you guys have an old CRM or something? Or like, what yeah. am I missing? Like, yeah, what we're the rest, I yeah. That's so, crazy. But looking in, so a lot of my top clients, on average, they got 50 to 60 cold callers, right? So as a data guy, I got to be able to see like what markets they need to target, what list they should target. And like, you know, I got to like, like, I, I got to be educated enough to know like what keeps their numbers from being like, you know, flagged or like, you know, how, how can they get the highest amount of results, you know, using our data. And so like, you know, I'm in CG, right? We pay, I don't know what we pay, 30, 35K a year, something like that. <laughs> to yeah. be in it and so i'm learning like so but total i would say me and hana we've been about like maybe two hundred thousand dollars plus a year on like mentorship from top people to like be able to stay up to date on like what are things going on mm -hmm. uh, learn about everything and just like what's working and what's not working and and just different viewpoints right exactly right no that's that's awesome man so you guys are you guys are in Charlotte right now, right? Yeah. So I know whenever we first connected, right, you guys were living in Europe. Right? Correct. Okay. So what was that like? Because obviously, you know, time zones different, and you know, at the time, I think you were like, like you said, you were just kind of like starting off the kind skip tracing, right? So how was that process like being in Europe? you know, different time zones from pretty much all of your client base. Um, I fucking love it, bro. <laughs> like my schedule, man, was like I woke up at 11 a.m. every single morning. Me and my wife, we would just go out on dates all the way till 5 p.m. I didn't work until 5 p.m. whatsoever. So like by the time it's 5 p.m., man, I'm working from 5 p.m. to 5 a.m every single morning. So 12 hour work days and six hour date days. I love it. I'm like in America, man, I got to wake up early to have that same time advantage. Right. But I'm not really a night owl, but I have to adapt. Right. So that I get a lot more done. Okay. So dang, you guys were, you guys were spoiled. It sounds like, 
over in Europe. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible to spend like three thousand dollars a month in Europe, dude. Like here, <laughs> dude. Our, our like so. I mean, like we had a nice place in Europe, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the same the same spot we have here in America costs seven thousand a month, man. You know, like we we yeah. I used to pay two dollars for somebody to deliver like over like Uber Eats per delivery. Now I'm paying what 15, 20 bucks or, or something or whatever. Lucky, right? Yeah. It's freaking crazy. That's wild, man. 100. So let's dive into a little bit more about like the the growth, right? That you guys have had. Um, yep. you know, because obviously, like I think you said what you bought the company back in 2019 or 2020 um 2018 oh 2018 okay 2018. so okay. we we bought maybe like seven data companies total and then we merged them over time right Got so the it. first okay. data company the first data company was bought for 60 then like it did it did like uh 460 the second uh data company we bought for like maybe 120 probably didn't do too well third company we bought we bought like an eviction data company at one point for like 40 grand that, that was a flop. We bought like an LLC skip tracing company at one point. That was a flop. But, you know, then, then we bought like kind, right? We had to buy like an infrastructure for like the, the skip tracing and everything, mm -hmm. right? Like, we didn't really start it. We bought something that was kind of like already existing. And then, you know, kind, like we, like total into kind, we put in 2 million. And then total that it's made is probably like six to seven mil. Totally. Okay, uh, a decent little return. Yeah, decent yeah. little return. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is what's kind of like the? I, I don't know. I don't know if I would call it overhead, right? Because I think overhead obviously is the the infrastructure that you like. You said yeah. you guys have you know built and everything, but yeah. I mean, what would you say is like the biggest, um, in, you know, biggest cost and also like operating, you know, yeah. kind of hurdle you guys have to do, uh, you know, running the data company. Yeah, so I would say that, um, yeah, so I would say that, like, so our employee expenses are about 15 grand a month. So I know that one off the top of my head, right? So 15 grand a month is set aside for the employees every single month. And then on top of that, um, so less are free in our company, right? Less is a marketing cost. And to update, have less fresh every single month, that has a cost to it. Right. So um, then, you know, we do marketing on top. So we, we include less and marketing at like marketing cost, right? Right. I would say our uh, less and marketing cost, that's about like forty five to $50,000 a month total. Okay. And then um, everything else goes in, like to store the data. So we use Amazon uh, storage, AWS. The AWS, yeah. Yeah, correct. So... AWS earns like four grand a month off of us. So they're earning $48,000 yeah. a year just off of us alone. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Amazon's got their hands in everything, man. I'm like, damn, Jeff Bezos is getting rich, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> wild. It's yeah, wild. bro. So, um, so, we, so AWS is used to store all the data and then um, the data, updating the data and the data inventory and everything. Um, that's probably about like 60,000, 60,000 to 70,000 dollars a month. So that's the total cost. So we're spending 120,000 dollars a month total. On a bad month, we'll make about 200. On a good month, we'll make about 330. Nice, man. Yeah, that's awesome. 
100%. So what's the, uh, what's kind of the future, right? Cause obviously, you know, you guys have done good, you know, getting to this point, right? Yeah. So what's, what's next, right? Like, where do you guys see yourselves going? You know, if, if there's something you can talk about, right? <laughs> dude, yeah. everything's open here, man. This is the real impact, bro. Yeah. And dude, I, I freaking love this name too, man. Cause like for us, bro, we're, we're really not about the money. It may seem like that, right? But we're really not about the money. Like for us, man, like, dude, we could have been retired, man. You know what I mean? Right. Like we could buy a million dollar house, gas, no problem. Right. But for us, man, um, like I was telling my dad the other uh, uh, day too, like my dad's like, you guys got like a mill plus in the bank. I'm my dad. I'm going to be putting every single dollar back. Me and Hannah are going to be putting every single dollar back into the company because we want to like impact most amount of lives possible. And that's like, that's what we're, that's what we're really focused on. And like um, for us, like, you know, it's whatever it takes. Ideally, you know, like, yeah, if we do three and a half mil this year, it'd be great to reinvest all three and a half mil so that people like, so number one data becomes affordable for all. Cause right. when I was a wholesaler, dude, when I was a wholesaler, I, like the reason I got into data was because I spent $36,000 in less plus skip tracing. And I was like, and then like, I probably made like $200,000 back. Mm -hmm. Right. Like with just that one set, then I would buy like another $36,000 with a list plus skip tracing. Right. And then it would be a never, never ending cycle. And like me, Hana and Thoth, like our mindset was just like, wouldn't it be great to be able to spend five grand and make $200,000? And that's exactly what we created today. We, like legit. So like the rule of thumb is that you usually want to, like if you're good at wholesaling, you can produce $1 per record. If you're a pro at wholesaling, you can produce $2 a record. If you're like a legend at wholesaling, you can produce $3 per record. So if you have a million dollars, I mean a million property addresses skip trace, if you're a good wholesaler, $1 million is what you should be able to produce. If you're a really good wholesaler, $2 million. If you're a legendary wholesaler, $3 million off of $1 million property addresses skip trace. So, yeah, I've never heard that, man. That's that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, bro. So you and, said you said if you're if you're if you're good, um, a dollar per record. If you're a pro, right? Like, yeah, I'd say probably if you're already clearing, you know, upwards of like seven to seven hundred to a million a year, you should probably be clearing two two dollar or two dollars per record, right? And then I'd say like the guys that are clearing, you know, upwards of three to five million a year, you said three dollars a record. Exactly right. Okay, so that's I mean that's good, right? Because especially like from you know from you know, for, for business owners, for, you know, other wholesalers out there, right. That like to, you know, track their data, track their analytics and track their KPIs. I mean, that's a, that's actually right there. A good KPI to, you know, kind of keep in touch with, you know, and I also think that's one that I, I didn't know of. Right. So I would probably, it's probably safe to say not a lot of people know that. <laughs> you, you know, what's funny too, the, like, cause the thing is, man, if I gave a new wholesaler like every single record in like Jacksonville, Florida and Duval County skip trace. Right. Right. They're, they're probably going to close like 50 grand and they're going to like, you know, be like, oh, I got to move on to that class. But if I gave that motherfucker to you, you're going to squeeze out a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, man. We squeeze, we squeeze list for everything they're worth, man. I mean, that's, 
I, we're, we're big believers in that. You know, we squeeze them out and then we'll recycle them, right? We'll squeeze them out. We'll put them on pause for a couple months and then we'll reuse them, you know? Exactly. You're uh, giving the lifetime value of the less strategy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is I, you know, and to be completely honest, right? Like the way that we look at our marketing costs, like I don't even implement list into our monthly marketing costs. I do, I do our list costs quarterly. Right. And so like, I don't calculate list costs on a monthly basis. I only look at list costs on a quarterly basis. So like if I have to spend, you know, 15, 20 grand this month to buy a list, that's fine. I may not spend a dime next month. Right. Because if we're still, you know, pushing out, leads every single day and we're still pushing out contracts we're still pushing out deals guess what that list we're still milking it you know and then also too like because we've built you know we've we've been in it for you know a little over two years now so like we've built up a decent like database right so like dude i've went back and i've used a list that i first bought right all the way back from 2020 you know obviously that list is old it's outdated but like we're still squeezing stuff out of it so and yeah, like, I, go ahead, dude. It, the list isn't even old, right? Because the thing is, right. dude, only ten percent of people change their phone numbers every single year. So even if you're calling a list that's one year old, dude, you're talking about like ten percent of people changing their phone number. That's nothing. Every person on the whole list wants to sell their house in the next thirty years, right? Because dude, if you if you filter Jacksonville, how many people own the house for thirty years or longer is one percent of the population. What does that mean? Ninety nine percent of people will sell before they hit that thirty year mark. If you contact every person once a year for thirty years straight, you'll close ten percent of the deals that happen all in Jacksonville. And you guys' average profit per deal is probably like what seventeen grand. Uh, I think, yeah, I think we're, we're rocking right around 21 right now. $21,000 average per deal in Jacksonville. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a good point, man. I, and I, and, you know, to be completely honest, I've never even looked at it that way. Right. Like, cause you know, a lot of times we're looking at, we're looking at this as a company. Right. And so, um, you know, whenever it comes to that, right. Like, I, I plan on being around in 30 years, right? You know, obviously all things considered, right? Everything goes according to plan. Um, you know, like I plan on being around in 30 years, the company, I plan on the company being around that long. So it's like, why get rid of lists? Why, you know, cause like you said, everyone on that list is at some point within now to 30 years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, they're going to want to sell it. You know, and we didn't. We may not be a good fit, right? It may not be that they need, they need to sell it to us, but that doesn't mean that we need a new list. So I, I like that, man. That's a good way to look at it. That's a way that I've never even like looked at it, right? That's and cool. another another good tip, man. It's like in every ten thousand records, man. There's usually one immediate deal and two to three follow up deals. So the thing is, is a lot of people don't know how to squeeze the maximum amount of leads from their entire like list, right? Cause like the same concept goes again, right? You give 10,000 records to a new wholesaler, they're gonna produce 30 leads average and they're gonna be like, oh, we'll got one other, uh, you know, 20,000 uh, records, right? And then we'll have 90 leads and then that 90 leads is enough for one deal, right? That's how, that's how like a new person looks at it. But how an advanced person looks at it is they strategize resting the lust. 
right? Because here's the thing, right? So an advanced person knows how to call without flag numbers, mm-hmm. right? And then so from there, dude, like they're able to produce about um, about 60 leads in one month from 10,000 records. If they, if they call it the second month, they're only going to produce like 15 leads. So it's not worth it to call it the second month, right? Versus if they... So produce 60 leads, rest the list for three months, produce another 60 leads, rest the list for three months, produce another 60 leads, rest the list for three months, produce another 60 leads. Right. right? But here's, this is what differentiates the top from everybody else, right? Like, so what the top people will do is like, number one, they're going to put like, so here's the thing, phone one, phone two, and phone three, right? Usually phone one is 60% of the right numbers. On the 40% of wrong numbers, the, the right number is on phone two or phone three. So as long as you're contacting phone one, phone two, and phone three, you have an 85% chance of reaching every single homeowner on the list. What the top people do is every single month, they're going to export the wrong numbers and the DNCs mm-hmm. out of the list. That way, the contact rate is a lot higher when right. they call it three months from now. And then the second thing that they're gonna do is, um, so yeah, they, they just wrecked it. And then like, yeah, oh, they're gonna recall every single um, person that they contacted, every person that they haven't contacted, and they're gonna contact everybody that said they're not interested. I was about to say, not interested too. That's yeah. a huge one. So, yeah, well, that's, I think it's a big thing too, right? It's like. I think a lot of people, especially just getting started, like they, if they hear not interested, then they have their dialer mark them as DNC. Right. And like, I, we don't do that. Like I'll be completely <laughs> honest. Right. Like somebody says they're not interested. Cool. I'll probably call you another two or three weeks. You know, like next time you cycle through, you're going to get a hit, hit back up. Right. But um, I think that's a big kicker too. Like you said, like not interested doesn't mean no, it just means not right now. So I, I got another good one for you, bro. Right. So like, let's take the absentee list, for example, like big guys like you and I, like, and the guys that we hang out around, it's so easy to pull all a hundred thousand absentees in one market and skip trace it all. And then call all a hundred thousand records in, in one week. Right. Cause <laughs> that's how fucking good we are. Dude, right? I, I'm not going to lie. Like whenever, like, I don't mean to cut you off, but like to that point, I remember whenever it, I felt like it took me forever to run through like 10,000 records. And like, now it's like, I have like a hundred thousand records in a, in a campaign and I'm like, dude, like, how are we running through this so fast? You know? <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's like two different mindsets. Right. So, um, so back to the point, right. So like, um, the thing is, it's like a new person, they, they're like, here's the thing, right? If you were to pull an absentee list in January, right? Let's just say you were to, um, let's just say on December, you were to pull a list of every property that sold in the last 12 months and you were to stack them together, you'll see out of your 100,000 record absentee list, there were 14,000 houses sold, right? And then... At the end of the year, the real question you got to ask is, why the fuck did I only close nine deals total? <laughs> there were 14,000 motherfucking houses yeah. on this list. Can I pass on this? So the thing is, is most people don't realize that like 25% of those uh, 
25% of those deals will come from cold calling, right? The 25% of those deals will come from texting and RBMs. The 25% of those deals will come from commercial radio and direct mail. 25% of those deals will come from PPC and Facebook ads. Where all of them were located on the list, it's just that all of them sold in a completely different way. So right. I have um, two friends out in um, Orlando, Damon Franklin and Desmond Pollock. Like I gave them 600,000 records last year. Well, they, they, they use one marketing stream. They use cold call. And what they told me they did was they, uh, they gave their 600,000 record list to um, one call center. And that call center produced like maybe a thousand leads. And then they gave, they gave that same 600,000 record list to a brand new call center. And that call center produces 800 different leads. And then they, they gave that same 600,000 records to another call center. And that call center produced like 2,500 leads. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like yeah. completely, all completely different, all yeah. completely unique. Yeah. Same exact list. They told the call center that it was a new list each time. Mm -hmm. And then from there, they, they did $1.1 million in assignment fees. That's awesome. Total. Yeah. And I'd say, I'll be honest, like they probably could have squeezed a lot more out of that if they would have, because like, that's what I think. Um, and we're, you know, we're also late to the party. Right. But, um, you know, one of the things that we're starting to do now is like, there's a lot more that you can use the list for than just your outbound marketing. Right. Like you can use the list to have a demographic in Facebook ads. You can use the list to have a demographic in PPC. Right. Like, there's a lot of stuff that you can use the lists like outside of just let me cold call them, let me text them, let me send them an RVM, you know? And, and like I said, we're a little bit late to that party, but like, that's something that like I'm starting to realize now is that there's a lot more power in these lists. And like, to your point, right. With marketing, everyone receives messages different. Right. And like everyone learns differently. Everyone like, everyone likes different things. And so where, like you said, like the, the, you know, 25% of deals that we get from that list in cold calling, right. Those people may not respond well to a piece of mail or may not respond well to the internet or may not respond well to a text message. But the flip side to that is everyone else responds to something different. And so like, that's a big thing that like in internally that we're also doing as well. It's like, we're implementing other marketing channels because, you know, with the same list that we already have right now, how much more would we be able to squeeze out if we hit them from different angles, you know? Exactly right. Cause once you learn that, then like from the same list you have, then it's going to be like, oh, you close 30 deals from cold calling, 30 deals from texting, 30 deals from English voicemail, 30 deals from Facebook ads, 30 deals from PPC, and 30 deals from uh, direct mail. And you're like, damn, I had a better year this year. Not bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the thing too, right? It's like, that's where, again, like, I think the common misconception with a lot of people is like, oh, as I scale, my marketing costs are going to go through the roof, Right. And I think a big, like, to, like what you said, right. When you first got started, like data was a huge expense. I mean, same here, right. Like, you know, trying to use the, you know, we won't, we won't throw people under the bus, but like trying to use like some of the top providers that are out there that get pushed by all these gurus, right. Like you're paying 12 to 15 cents a record, you know, eight to 10, if you're lucky, right. You're doing volume. 
And, um, you know, that adds up, especially when you're, you know, you're not closing, you know, 15, 20 grand a month. Right. And so like when you go to scale, I don't, if you can squeeze as much juice out of every single dollar that you're spending on those lists by hitting them in different angles. And, you know, like you said, like calling them, resting them, calling them, resting them, like, you're going to be a lot more profitable at the end of the year because your marketing costs, you're going to grow, right? You may have to, you know, spend money in PPC, spend money in Facebook ads or spend money in, you know, more cold callers or textures, right? But your data costs don't necessarily have to grow. How many records would you say you targeted to do seven figures on them? Um, I would say we crossed it with, uh, it's different, right? Because like I took a different approach, you know, like we we ordered a, uh, a lot of bulk lists. Um, and then uh, here's a little you know nugget for people out there, right? Um, and, you know, sorry, Josh, but I'm gonna throw it out there. But like one of the things that we did, right, was we would just reach out to people and trade lists, right? No harm, no foul. Hey, let me get a list you've already called, right? And so we did that with a lot of our network, right? And so, you know, we were getting like 100,000 record lists from other people. Um, you know, I wasn't really concerned with the quality at, the, at, you know, to be completely frank, right? Because they were free. Um, you know, if I was paying for them, then yeah, I, you know, I'd be concerned, you know, uberly concerned with the quality. Um, but I would say like overall, like paid records, probably close to like 600,000. Um, we probably got another like 300,000 records that we traded with. Um so that's probably where we were at. We were probably at a, like close to like eight or nine hundred thousand records uh, whenever we crossed. When you that. guys traded the records, you guys still ended up closing deals that the other person didn't. Dude, well, that's that's one of the biggest. Like that's what I was saying, right? Like that's why I wasn't concerned about it because that was my that was my thing, right? It's like I know how we squeeze lists, and I know how other people don't. And so, like a buddy of mine was doing, you know, was like launching marketing in Dallas, Texas, right? We I love Dallas, right? I love that market. And um, I was like, well, shoot, like instead of me going out and buying, you know, 50 to 100,000 records in Dallas, let me trade a list with him. Let me test the market with this list. Then I can go out and buy the records. Right. And so that's what we did. And he was like, yeah, dude, like I've already milked that list. It was like 80,000 records. And I was like, cool, man, I don't care. Let me have them, you know, and um, dude, we ended up we ended up closing like over six figures off of that list that he told me that he'd already squeezed. And he thought he squeezed it. Oh, yeah. Me. He was like, he was like, yeah, dude, it's a dead list. And I was like, I don't care. Let me have it. And um, dude, and so like that was that was like our first real like success with like trading lists. Right. Because we wanted I wanted to launch Dallas. Um, but, at the, you know, to be to be completely honest, I wanted to be cheap. Right. Like I wanted to like. I wanted to like hold as much as we could. And I was like, well, I know he's doing, I know he's doing stuff there. I'll tell you that. I wanted cheap. I wanted to be smart. Right. I knew he was doing stuff in Texas. I knew he wasn't really like, I knew he was milking them, but he wasn't milking them like we squeeze them. Right. And so I was like, well, let me do this. He's also doing stuff in Jacksonville. He's expressed interest and in wanting to grow into different markets. I've got a ton of data, Jack's Orlando and Tampa. So why don't I trade him my data that's old in Jack's Orlando and Tampa for his Dallas records, right? And uh, we ended up doing that. And yeah, dude, like we we closed over six figures just off of like just strictly off of those records that he sent us. 
So check this out, bro. So I got about uh, 10 customers that came to me last year, dude, that were all doing about 3 mil a year. I took all 10 of them to 7 mil a year. And the way I did it was I had to change their per perspective and their mindset a lot, even at that level, right? I had to change their mindset mindset and perspective. Uh, like I told them this, right? Like I'd be like, okay, what county are you in? Right. And then they'll be like, oh, I'm in so-and-so county. We got like a hundred thousand absentees total. I'm like, okay, look, there's 14,000 absentees. So like I went over what percentages, like how many deals came from each list, right? So I told them, look, from the absentee list, 14% of deals happen every single year. From the 20-year um, owner-occupied list, that's about 9%. From, from the no data list, that's about 5%, right? So like, we're just going to take these three, for example. I told This is why I told them. I told them that all of us, like, I was like, I don't care if the same, like, 100,000 records get targeted 100 times in one week because it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Right, everybody has a time frame, you right. know, like, like because no, like no matter what happens, no matter how much they're contacted, the same a thousand two hundred number doesn't change. A thousand two hundred people sell in January, a thousand two hundred sell in February, a thousand two hundred sell in March, a thousand two hundred sell in April. But you have to contact every person on the list to find that one thousand two hundred that's gonna sell that month. Right, and with that one advice, bro. They, they, they double with their business from three mil to seven. Yeah. That's killer. That's awesome, man. So where for, uh, for, for people that are like in that, like kind of like cusp, right They're you know, they're either, they just hit six figures for the first time or they're just getting started or, you know, they're trying, they're trying to go from, you know, just hit six figures to like really like sustainably, you know, hitting it. Right. Where's, and obviously you're going to be, you know, answer it how you see fit. Right. But where would you suggest for people to, you know, get their data? Right. I mean, not obviously skip tracing, you know, with you guys and everything, but as far as like list, right. The raw list, where would you say for people to get their lists? Only two places, bro, either from the county or from us. Right. So like, dude, we, we give list source lists free. You know what I mean? We, we, we signed a seven-figure contract with ListSource, and then we, we literally give all the data away from free. You can pay three cents to ListSource, so you can, like, get it for free from us. Like, it's complimentary as long as they use it for skip tracing. Right. So, um, so our data is just three cents a record. Like, everything comes from ListSource. And then um, and also, like, the reason why we have, like, a lot of uh, lists that ListSource doesn't have is because they have a lot of secret stuff on the back end. Mm -hmm. You know, just that like they, they don't share it because of whatever reason, right? It's right. premium data. <laughs> so, um, or, or the county, because the thing is, it's like I, I posted this on my um, Instagram story um, the other day, right? Like you saw this. I was like, let me just test if the tax delinquents. That's why I asked, right? Because I saw that and I saw your, you know, going back and forth with them. Dude, I thought. Like, you know, I was like, you know, I was thinking that, like, maybe half of it's true. No, not even so. Bro. Like, so, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want either one of us to get sued on this podcast. I'm right. Not I'm not going to bash any names because I'm actually, you know, I'm I'm affiliated with one of them. So I'm not going to bash any names or anything like that. You know, yeah, we, so, we use but, we use the software. So, 
Yeah, so like, you know, two of the top data companies out there that sell tax delinquent don't have real tax delinquents. But the county, when you pull it from the county, it's gonna be 100% accurate, right? Because why would the county need to lie? They don't. Right, yeah. yeah. No, that's killer, man. Um, <laughs> no, nah, Josh, we're, we're, uh, okay. we're coming up on, on 50 minutes here. So um, I wanna, you know, think about something real quick, what you, you know, what, you know, your last piece, you know, a little nugget, you know, motivation, whatever it is that you want to leave the, uh, leave the listeners with. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll get you going, but, um, guys, you know, thank you guys for tuning in for this episode, man. You know, Josh obviously is a, a plethora of knowledge when it comes like the data side of things and everything like that. Um, you know, make sure y'all, you guys tune in on Monday at 1 PM Eastern time for our live episode that we've got going on. We've got another, you know, killer lineup for you guys. So, uh, Josh, what's your, what's your last little, uh, little nugget you want to leave everybody with? The last little nugget is, uh, subscribe to the real impact. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say, but also on top of that, just play big, you know, like, um, just, just play big because if you as long as you're playing big you can't lose it's kind of like what grant cardone says like you know if you play big like the bank's not gonna mess with you and stuff mm -hmm. like I, I went to the bank the other day and the banker was like dude you're like top one percent of our clients here at the bank if you want money for multi-family we'll lend you five million quick yeah <laughs> i was like "Fuck, man i didn't know that was a reward of playing big i didn't know it was that easy you know, so it's like, so like with wholesaling, I mean, like, you seen how much lives wholesaling changed? Like, you got Dick yeah. Rasposi, that dude freaking became like a hundred millionaire dude from wholesaling. Like, so many people. So that's what I say. Think big. I love it, man. Well, Josh, man, I appreciate you hopping on with us today, man. And um, go ahead and stay, stay in the studio real quick. We're gonna, we're gonna wrap this up, and then we'll chat later. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right. All right, guys, that wraps up this episode of The Real Impact. Um, you know, again, like Josh said, man, don't don't be afraid. Think big. Think bigger than what you, you know, really see possible because you, know, you never know what's going to happen. Right. So appreciate you guys for tuning in. Peace.